When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. Good morning. Hello, hump day. Good morning. First day of summer. Yes, it is. How it exciting is, is that? Longest day of the year, and we got clouds. That doesn't seem oh, right. Oh, boy. I know. Nope. I wanted a sunshiny day. Yeah, and it's also Fritchie's birthday. She's celebrating mm-hmm. by not being here. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. She's taking the day. Out all week, yeah. Uh, she'll be back in on Monday, so happy birthday to her. She's out there listening, which I really doubt she is. <laughs> and how about them Reds, man? It's great to see. It's so exciting. It's a exciting. good feeling. Ten yeah. in a row. Yep. Zach Taylor was at the game last night. I saw that. Yeah. Sitting in uh, just regular seats. Nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. I like no to see that as well. Yeah. Of the Amongst people. the people. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather be in the fancy seats. <laughs> <laughs> Let him sit in the There's something room. nice about that, too. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So we got a lot going on. A lot to be uh, excited about, of course. Uh, FC is coming back from a long break, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and they're in first place, too. What is going on with Cincinnati <laughs> sports? It's just fantastic. Oh, it's not just sports. Like, Montgomery Inns just got awarded some distinguished honor of having one of the best barbecue sauces in the world, according to Bon Appetit magazine. In the world. Completely wow. shocked and surprised them. Amazing. Also, uh, I heard through the grapevine there might be a big announcement today about Cincinnati Children's. Oh, wow. Really? Huh, are yeah. they number? Oh, are they number? I don't know. Because they were usually number two or three in the country I just for think children's that maybe hospitals. Be an oh wow, that's yeah. exciting! I don't too. want to ignore my good friends the CVG, but uh, they just got awarded something. Skytrack. Oh yeah, I know, saw that too. Yeah, they said it's one of the best airports in the country to fly wow. in and out of. What do you know? Look at us! Look at us! Just look at us! Things are good. Yeah. yeah Reds. Bengals, FC, what's happening? <laughs> kind of alternative universe did we stumble into? This I don't know, but let's enjoy it while it's here. That's right. Do you, do you know what today is? It's National Selfie Day. Just take a selfie and email it to me. You know, I got an Aussie. You know, background from we call those selfies. Well, it's not myself, yeah. It's us. Then a Aussie. That's not a selfie. Someone else took that photo. It was a selfie. Yeah, selfie. <laughs> selfie. And post. Looky here. It's showtime, folks. Never ones to miss an opportunity to self-promote. I'm sure we'll be posting lots of selfies today on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Mm-hmm. At least one. Right. All right. Aaron Rodgers. The man needs your money. We'll explain why. Also, a Netflix crew 
getting attacked by sharks. Get to both those stories here in a bit. But first, let's begin this hour's e-news with Denise Richards and her daughter, Sammy. This this blows my mind. Uh, OnlyFans might just be the best thing that has ever happened to these two. It's Denise Richards, her daughter, Sammy Sheen, that she had with Charlie Sheen. They are raking in the bucks on OnlyFans, and they are barely showing anything. Really? So we talked about Sammy last week. She did an interview, and she said she called herself a sex worker. Actually, in the interview, she said an S worker. She is not a P worker. Porn. She is a sex worker. Because the, the the origin of that discussion is when she first got this OnlyFans page, her father, Charlie Sheen, blew his stack yeah, saying that it. she was becoming a porn star. And she said, I'm not a porn star, Dad. I'm a sex worker. <laughs> and since when does Charlie have issues with porn stars? There have yeah. been some of his favorite girlfriends. Well, it's different when, when it's your kid. <laughs> you want to yeah. date them. You don't want to give birth to one. I assume. I guess. I'm not speaking from experience. But. Uh, so she is, man. She's not even doing any nudity, and she's raking it in. These are the numbers that we're getting. We don't have confirmation, but this is what we're hearing. She doesn't show any skin on OnlyFans. She's making $80,000 a month doing almost nothing and barely showing anything. She's just teasing the audience. And that's getting her $80,000 so a paying, month. So she's got, what, 100,000 followers? She gets 8 bucks a follower, approximately? Yeah, something like that. So things are, are even better for Denise. She joined OnlyFans after her daughter did. She doesn't do anything that risque either, but she has 100,000 followers and, followers and makes $2 million a month doing it. Wow. So let's do some math. Sammy, $960,000 a year. Denise, $24 million a year. Damn. You're almost getting into Charlie Sheen money when he was on Two and a Half Men. Wow. Well, maybe not that much money. But still, so that's I, pretty good. You know, how often does she post... You know, how, how how much time and effort is being spent to make that kind of money? Yeah, how often do you have to post to keep him interested? Yeah, is it once a day, twice a day, every three hours? What are we talking? And how long can you get away with just sort of teasing him without really showing it? I just, I wonder how that works. I don't know. I, I mean, fans. we know that Tim's got a brilliant idea ready got to ideas. launch any minute. Just, I got to pull the trigger. That's right. We need an idea for Jeff to see how long you can tease the audience. And I think some people are okay with the teasing. That's all they want. I think that that may feel less slimy as a viewer. Right. And it's enough to get them started. I I don't think I have. I mean, this is don't take this the wrong way. I'm not putting myself down. I just don't think I have anything that I can really offer the OnlyFans arena. You know? Oh, I don't know. What about all the people that listen every morning, Jeff, and go, I just love his voice. Oh, yeah. What if it's you just on there reading reading stuff? Oh, (laughs) I'm... You wearing know, wearing a, I have to do wearing a Hugh Hefner robe you know, and a drinking, pi- have holding yeah, a pipe drinking so some funny. scotch and, and drinking your scotch <laughs> you know, sitting in and a robe, just talking dirty doing it in front of that fireplace you like can, you did for the Christmas video and just, just there's like, yeah I mean there's like hello Jessica I know Thank ah. you for oh you so you could personalize sure it. sure hmm. and you know they've got like little short stories like porn stories for women you could just read them. 
Oh, like, yeah? I don't like have to write like, them? I, you I wouldn't have just... to write them. You could just sit there and read them. Oh. I was going to ask you, like, what, what I would read. Would I just read, like, an instruction manual or something? Or yeah, I mean, some, some I, I'm sure that would be hot to some. Life affirmations. Maybe you could, I could line you up with all kinds of those. You think they should I be am. sexy stories? They, well, they could be. I suppose it depends. Well, we'll give, let's give it some thought. Yeah. That's a lot of money they're making in for doing nothing. Uh-huh. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I got coffee with a friend recently, and she told me that she's trying to be a better person. I was like, oh, that's nice. What do you have been doing? She goes, well, I'm taking less selfies. Oh, take it easy, Mother Teresa. <laughs> Say some of the Lord's work for the rest of us. <laughs> Everyone says we're so self-absorbed now with our selfies, but I think we were way worse before then because at one point we were all in school and we all had school picture day and then we ordered physical copies <laughs> of photos of ourselves and gave them to people. <laughs> like narcissistic sociopaths. Can you imagine doing that now as an adult? Just going up to a coworker unprompted like, I signed it. Okay, I find that really funny because it's true. Yeah. Like you would make multiple copies of your school photo. Uh-huh. And then, you know, you'd sign the back of it. Yep. I love you. Well, you know, we went even so far as when senior pictures came. You know, you had very fancy, and they were like two by three. Yeah. So a little bit bigger than what your, oh. your average. So they would be like two by three, and you would pass those out to all of your friends, and then you would purchase a specific book that would hold those pictures. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You had a se- we had a senior book. It was separate from the yearbook. So which like tote a senior is that in? Book. Oh, I have it. But we would it's sign. In, it's, it's in the basement. We would write like a little note or something to some. Like we wouldn't do it for everybody, right? We, and just we wouldn't give them to everybody, people. but right, yeah. just the people that you care about. Oh yeah, because I mean, you were obviously a cool person if everybody in the class gave you their senior picture. I have pictures of everybody. <laughs> everybody gave me pictures. I I can yeah. picture. I could picture several of them. I'll right take now. all your pictures now. Yeah, <laughs> but not yours. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so if you're still upset that Netflix is making you pay a few bucks more for your kids to use your password, <laughs> if you're really mad at Netflix, you might actually enjoy this story. Our crew filming for the Netflix docuseries Our Planet 2 got attacked by sharks. And they're in the worst possible boats for that. They were in inflatable boats. Oh, God. <laughs> tracking a... How do you pronounce this? A Laysan albatross chick? Not a clue. Off the coast what of Hawaii? Is. I don't know what that is. It's a shark. Okay. Something that will it's like eat a, you. You're chasing a shark in an inflatable Tracking. boat? Tracking. I've watched a lot of that, uh, Our Planet or whatever you said it was, because it's very interesting, very like National Geographic yeah. style. Like, here's just, we take you to the Alps. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they just show different parts of the world and different animals in it. It's very cool. 
great for napping. Yeah, this was off the coast of Hawaii. Yeah, those are really conducive to napping. <laughs> yeah. They're just that soothing nature documentary sound that just puts you to sleep. Uh, two tiger sharks came at them as they're tracking this Laysan albatross chick off the coast of Hawaii. And a crew member said, honest to God, it was like something out of Jaws. No joke. Like one of the sharks bit into one of the boats and it exploded. That's horrifying. I can't even imagine. And thank God the boats weren't that far from land and they were able to get out of the water safely. God, that's scary. But another crew member said, yeah, these these sharks were incredibly hungry. So there might not have been enough natural food and they were just trying anything that came across in the water. And for my next assignment, send me to the antelope, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, that had to have been terrifying. God. All right. Did you remember, do you remember that Robert Downey Jr. was in prison for a while in the 90s? Yeah, he went through a really rough patch. Yeah. Drug and weapon and, charges. Late 80s and 90s, yep. I feel like. Drug and weapon charges and parole violations. In 1999, he was sentenced to three years in prison. He ended up doing 15 months and he's talking about it. He says he could feel the evil in the air when he arrived at the receiving center, which was his first stop before serving his sentence. He said, arguably the most dangerous place I've ever been in my life. I have the audio if you want to yeah, hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. Arguably the most dangerous place I've ever been in my life. And you could just feel the evil in the air. And that was no trouble at all because it was kind of like just being in a really bad neighborhood and there was no opportunity there. There was only threats. Mm -hmm. So, yes, everyone is going to take your wallet. So watch it. And I remember walking out when I popped out of my cell to go to the shower. By the way, this will be the best soundbite. <laughs> and I didn't know it, but I was a little spun out. And I had my underwear on backwards uh -oh. that put the entry area. <laughs> an invitation, really. You yes. warm as an and invitation. And I remember eliciting some strong chuckles and jeers from my fellow inmates. Wow. Yeah, he said, nobody is designated if they're a level one, two, three, or four criminal. Everyone's there. It was kind of like being in a really bad neighborhood. Yeah. He said that when he walked onto the yard where he was doing his time, it felt like being sent to a distant planet with no way home until the planets align. Oh, wow. And he said, he says, as for some prison wisdom, he said, as long as you have a willingness to do harm, it is unlikely that you will be targeted it really is that difference between acting like you're willing to do harm and being willing. No kidding. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's intense. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, well, in other e-news this morning, Brian Cranston was on Watch What Happens Live last night, and host Andy Cohen was playing clips of Cranston's early TV work, like this is all before the Breaking Bad days. I told you that I was watching all of the Seinfeld uh, yeah. shows, and he's in... A, a couple random ones. Oh, Doing yeah. what? Like, just playing a bit character. Okay. You know? Oh, they showed him on Seinfeld, Baywatch, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, he was even on Chips. Do you remember Chips? Of course. Who could forget Chips? Which was, uh, it was a cop show. It was like a Saturday night cop show. Motorcycle cops. Motorcycle cops. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even really a cop show. It no. was like a was these, highway patrol yeah. show. It was like two hot guys in cop uniforms riding around on motorcycles. Yeah, really light drama. Uh-huh. You know, very sort of G-rated what was the dude's for the name? kids. I don't know, but John and Ponch. John and Ponch. dismounts. <laughs> Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada, and Larry that's Wilcox. the name I was trying yeah. to think of. Yeah, he was in a men's shirt commercial wearing no shirt back in the day. And here's what was divulged when they showed him in an old episode of The X Files. Oh, wow. Who knew? Here he is holding Agent Mulder hostage in X Files. Oh. oh, this is where I met Vince Gilligan, who wrote this episode of X Files and remembered me from it and wanted me to be on Breaking Bad. Wow. That's no way. Okay, this is historic. That's Hilarious. really cool. Oh, that is cool. That that one gig on The X Files. Did ultimately it. got him the job on Breaking Bad and wow. made him who he is today. Made him just cool. huge. Yep. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers. By the time he completes his current contract with the Jets, he will have made over $450 million from the NFL alone, plus whatever else he has made from endorsements and other income, income sources. And he's had a lot of endorsements over the years. But he's starting a new business venture and... He needs your help. He wants your money. He and a partner are crowdsourcing for a website called the Online Sports Database, which is like the Internet Movie Database, but for sports. And they need a little over a million dollars. So Aaron, which is like a drop in the bucket for him. I don't know why he's Pocket change. It is. It's like nothing. Right. So Aaron's partner says we want to aggregate all the sites and consolidate them and make them a one-stop shop for all things sports. As for the crowdfunding, he says they got the idea from, quote, the loyalty the fans had in the community of Green Bay, the passion they had for the team, because a lot of them were owners. So, and that's true, because the Packers are a publicly owned company with more than 539,000 shareholders. Oh. No other team in North American professional sports does that, but. I always envisioned that in my mind as, like, in Green Bay, there's just a bunch of parking meters around the stadium, and when it's time to pay. <laughs> to change. They go in and they put their money in. But it's kind of, you know, set up like IMDb. You pull up a, a an athlete, any athlete from any sport of any time, and you get all of their information, right. everything you need to know about them or want to know about them, which would be a pretty cool website. Uh, Jen, you like visiting California's Huntington Beach on occasion. You've been down there. I'm it's... going there at the end of August. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, one of my favorite things to do in Southern California is to just like rent a bike and just ride up and down the Strand. And Huntington sure. Beach is uh, one of the one of the communities that you ride through. Well, there's a new festival coming to Huntington Beach this fall called Darker Waves, and it's what all your '80s synth pop dreams are made of. Man, you got New Order, oh boy, and Tears for Fears oh boy. headlining, and then you've got over thirty other acts like. The B-52s, Echo and the Bunnymen, Evo, Soft Cell, the Psychedelic Furs, OMD, English Beat, and she wants revenge. Wow. And I I think that Kristen's going to kidnap me and make me go. Do you think so? For all her bands, man. Really? Yeah, this this is college for her. It goes down Saturday, November 18th. Tickets go on sale Friday. I don't know. I don't know. How I may end up spending my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that's all I got. Anything else? Nope, that's it. We'll leave it there for now. That's your latest D News. We got more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a $50 gift card to Smoothie King because uh, they got this new Extreme Watermelon and Extreme Watermelon Lemonade Smoothie. All right. So uh, Teresa from Withamsville was caller 20. And uh, due to a technical difficulty, I can't play the call for you. But I can tell you that she's going to Smoothie King. How about that? $50. Enjoy it. Yep. So what were the headlines again? The headlines were someone was caught with meth sewn into their underwear. Woman caught with 27 joints sewn into her updo. And guy busted with three pounds of cocaine in his socks. Hey. Hey, you're right. Look at me. Good job. You're welcome, Teresa. <laughs> I'm accepting this award on Teresa's behalf. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to smuggling things into jail, there really aren't many techniques that the authorities haven't seen already. But this seems like a fresh approach. Actually, fresh is the wrong word. Mm-hmm. Someone trying to smuggle meth into a jail in Kansas by sewing it into his underwear. This is... Uh, I, I suppose you could argue this is a clever plan, but not very hygienic. It was actually hatched from the inside. There was an inmate who only served time on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And so they came up with a plan to have him come back in with the meth sewn into his underwear. Well, there you go. But the drugs were discovered when he was searched because apparently the authorities heard rumors about a smuggling attempt. You never know who's in the next cell. True. True. So it's unclear if this is why he was caught or if it's something that they would have found either way. But two people have been arrested so far. There may have been more co-conspirators. The guy wearing the underwear was one of the ones who was arrested. It's unclear if he wears boxers or briefs. I can't tell you. Hard to say. Hard to say. I don't know which one would be easier to sew things into. A little more, a little more room in the boxers, yeah, maybe. A little Probably. looser fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then who sewed? Did he sew it or did he? I, did he hire? I don't know. I mean, that's tricky. You got gotta, someone who's good with a needle right? and thread. Or has a sewing machine. It could be. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what are you in for? Sewing. <laughs> it is 12 after 7. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Coming up, Domino's. Domino's can now deliver to you without an address. How does that work? We're going to tell you. Uh, Plus, the Attorney General of Ohio is warning people of Taylor Swift ticket scams. They are a plenty. I will say yesterday, I want to say a giant thank you to everyone who stopped by to the Skyline in Montgomery who dropped off uh, some cat stuff for Kitty City Mm -hmm. at Cincinnati Animal Care. That's awesome. I think we probably had roughly 500 people enter that's amazing so we filled up the station van just overflowing with with supplies cat food, yeah cat stuff we'll call our legitimate winner uh-huh. here in the next half hours uh-huh. okay <laughs> speaking of which we were talking yesterday about mastering the art of purchasing concert tickets and how for some shows it really comes down to a military-style operation to successfully acquire tickets. It's not like Hot it used tickets. to be where you would go to a Ticketmaster location and you would wait in line. 
and the first people in line would get the best seats. Right. <laughs> it doesn't work like that anymore. And one of the one of the things that you said was you know, sometimes if you don't if you don't catch it when they first go on sale, you got to keep checking because they occasionally release more release more tickets. Especially later. when they you know get down to setting up where the soundboard is going to be, they'll set up the soundboard and realize, hey, we can fit another two rows of seats here, or you know these these tickets end up not being obstructed view. We can open up this section, or the artist releases their personal tickets that they had set aside for friends and family that aren't getting used. And those are usually really good seats. Well, not five minutes after you left the building (laughs) yesterday, I got the alert. Ticketmaster released more tickets for Taylor Swift's Cincinnati shows. How many did they release? I I don't know. I'm sure they're all gone. I don't know, but but you have to be a verified fan on Ticketmaster to get your hands on those tickets. Howard, do we know what verified... Does that just mean that you are a verified individual that has a Ticketmaster account? Probably. Which, I mean... That's not complicated. With a credit card attached to it. Yeah. So I guess go to Ticketmaster.com to join the queue and see if you are one of the lucky ones to get your hands on tickets. Although, you know, by the time they we go on the gone. air with this, it's almost old news. Let me get on my Ticketmaster app and see what happens. Meanwhile, while Jen is getting on her Ticketmaster app, make sure you don't get sucked in by a scam because the Ohio Attorney, Attorney General David Yost has seen quite a few complaints as a result. You know, especially these online marketplaces that offer tickets at supposed face value or below for something like a sold-out Taylor Swift show is probably a scam. Yeah, I you know, you pull this up and it says no tickets are currently available, but it, it lists on sale dates and times, and it's all Taylor Swift tickets powered by Verified Fan, Verified Fan pre-sale, Verified Fan VIP packages. Man, I wonder what the VIP packages went for. See, and and what do you get? Why... What is a VIP package in the case of Taylor Swift? Like, what does that buy you? What? Yeah, I, I you know, I imagine there are different levels. There are usually different levels to the VIP packages. Sometimes it's just you get a special bag of exclusive gear of some sort. Might be a bag or a pin or a shirt or socks or something. So I won't and be then, getting a selfie with Taylor then. You might, but you. I'm talking these are the lower levels. And then the next oh. level, and, and with that bag, you get seats in a lower bowl. And then the next bag is you get seats in rows 30 to 50 and a little more merch. And then the higher you get, you know, the Mac Daddy of all the VIP packages is probably a picture of just you and your guest alone, the two of you with Taylor, and, you know, more swag. And did they fully and disclose really what you get for the money oh, you're paying yeah. out? Oh, so they're you specific. Know. Gotcha. You know, I mean, you know that your seats are going to be in the first 10 rows yeah, and that, you know, you're going to get a meet and greet with her. Yeah, and when they say meet and greet, though, you got to manage your expectations because that doesn't mean that they're going to walk me in and it's going to be one-on-one no. me and Taylor shaking no. hands. because they used to call it backstage passes, and people always envision that as, oh, my God, I'm going to get to wander around backstage, just hang out with the artist, and it's just going to be so cool. You know, this I'm just going to have this. friends with the you know, dancers. Right, I'm going to have this all-access pass and this backstage pass, and I'm going to. So then they changed that because that was not the experience, and I think people were getting really disappointed. Get in a line. So, yeah, it was they very changed managed. it to meet and greet, which is a much more accurate description of what happens. They line you up. They bring the artist in. The artist stands in front of 
something, you know, usually some sort of backdrop with their name on it. And then you walk up. Sometimes you walk up just you and your friend that you're there with and get your picture taken. That is rare. It's usually in large groups with other people that you don't even know getting put into the picture. And then you walk up, you say hello. You're there for literally two. You stand there, you take the picture, and you're escorted out. I mean, it is like quick, so fast. It's you're not going to get to stand there and have a conversation with the person. That happens, but people it is try very to have a rare. conversation, and then right. they're like, ah, ah, "We're going to move on." Yep, yep. You're taking gotta up too go, much gotta time. Go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yep, she can't Thanks talk for to coming. everybody. Yep, it's nice to meet you. Let's go, let's go, yep. let's go. Yep. I mean, it's quick. Wow. But. You know, for for a lot of people, I mean, those those tickets, even the really super expensive ones, they sell out fast because it is a limited number, and they those VIP experiences, man, people want them. They'll cost you though. I mean, yeah, they I usually cost fifteen hundred bucks, easy. Taylor, I don't, you know, I can't imagine what hers might be. Did she keep it reasonable, or did she? Does she have a three or four thousand dollar level? And does the three or four thousand dollar level does that sell out? Yes. Oh, it does. Oh, absolutely. So, like, if a show was sold out, and that's your only option. Absolutely. Well, uh, those usually sell first because no those are usually pre-sale for the super fans. Because oh, that's God. the other thing I'm looking at on Ticketmaster here. I think it was Capital One. You know, certain credit cards that are usually sponsoring the tour. If you have that credit card, then you can get in on pre-sale action and get a hold of tickets before you even. Before they even go on sale. I mean, I that's how I got the tickets to Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. I did a pre-sale. And I could have gotten, like, seats in the first few rows. Yeah. But they were they were four or five hundred bucks. And we're like, there are four of us going. And we're like, ah, oh, we, don't, we don't need that. Right. Which is really hard to walk away from. Mm. You know, it's like just having the access to it. Because, you know, the resale on that. If later down the line I decided I wanted to sit in the first few rows, it's going to cost me four or five times that. So it's hard to walk away and go, all right, no, we'll be fine. Let's just get some seats in the lower bowl at face value pricing. But it was pre-sale, so we had access to that. I know. People are always so shocked when they say, how did you get such great seats? And I say, I, I bought them. I, I paid I for paid them. I paid for them. <laughs> I paid a lot for them. Like the assumption that because we work in this field that we have access. And we, and we do have access to a limited number, but we give them away on, you know, we give them the yeah, listeners. Yeah, the good stuff we give away. I mean, we used to, it used to be different. I mean, you know, we've been doing this for a bit. Right. And years ago. Way back it was, in the day. It was. I would be able to go into my program director and say, hey. I want front row tickets to this show. And and he'd call the record label guy and he'd say, I'll let you do, I'll we'll do, do what I can. I do what I can. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, I would, if I didn't end up with front row, I ended up with third row. Right. Yeah. They, well, they always made something happen. And now we sign paperwork for Paola and Plugola. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which oh. says we won't do anything or anymore. take anything. <laughs> And it really sucks that it's not that way anymore. (laughs) Yeah, the Fed cracked down on that. But back in the day, man, it was concert tickets, trips. Airline, hotel. (laughs) A lot of drugs. Those days are gone, man. Money to gamble with. (laughs) I mean, that's a fact. That's just how the industry ran back in the day. It did. It was great. Yeah, We were talking about this. I know about that. It was a lot of fun. We were talking about this yesterday. it was. At the uh, Skyline can you guys remember a concert of this 
magnitude. Like, no. what was the last thing? I can't think of anything. Am I tw- this summer is 25 years in radio for me. I can't think of I something. I thought maybe Paul McCartney, a great American, but, you know, maybe not for this audience. But, but I mean, that, I've never gone and broadcast live where we were doing, where there 500 people showed up. Right. Yeah. To put their name in the hat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. It just you got a lot of people. We, even a, a friend stopped by because she wanted to win the tickets and put her canned food in there. Do you have said, any issues I can't with think of anything. This was great. No, there were no, no traffic, traffic issues. issues. That's All good. of the ambulance got to Bethesda North without any without issues. Without any problems from you. Big parking lot in the back. Good. But yeah, the, no, I can't. I mean, Garth I was big. I mean, those so, tickets sold out pretty quick. But someone even said, I think this, I can't think of anything since the Beatles. It's, like, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I mean, even when you think like, Bruce Springsteen or the Rolling Stones yeah, or right, but I, not like this. Is she hitting any other Ohio cities or Louisville besides Cincinnati or Cincinnati? I, it in I know this she area. was in Pittsburgh a couple days ago. Yeah. Mm. Well, very cool. We're going to make a call later, I guess, huh, Tim? We are. We uh, Scott has emailed me the winner from yesterday's oh, donations boy. at Skyline for uh, the uh, animal. Cincinnati Animal Care. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll call that winner coming up here in a little bit. And if you don't win, Roy will be at Skyline next Tuesday, doing believe in Cleves, during the lunch hour. Oh, wow. And we're doing the same thing, another pair of tickets for you. For Kitty City. Mm-hmm. So stock up on your kitten and cat stuff. Speaking of Taylor Swift, Chapter 3 in our Taylor Swift mystery mm-hmm. drops at 740. Yep. This is your next chance. To get in. So and your attention. odds are going to be really good in, in winning these four four tickets in the limo ride. Because in all, I mean, can I say how many people will be in the drawing ultimately? Is that, is that, am I've I permitted? Not, I've not been told otherwise. I don't know. Tim, okay. do you have any intel on that? All right. So all I'm right. saying 22. Well, There's only going to be 22 people. 22 finalists. That are going to oh, be a, eligible to win this. Very Taylor Swift number of It's us. a very Taylor Swift number of us. Oh. I was. It was so cold last night. We went... Jacob uh, had an engage opportunity, which is one of the social events that the Ken Anderson Alliance does. Yeah. And where'd you guys and go? We were at Summit Park for free line dance classes. Oh, nice! And it was freezing. Oh, it which, was is there video so of cold. This? Yes, I have some video of him dancing, but it was just frigid cold. And he's out there in a t-shirt and shorts and we hadn't brought anything windy. else. It was, it was windy. windy. It was kind of yeah. rainy and luckily one of the other moms that was there had an extra sweatshirt I could throw on him. But it was, yeah, I'm like it's almost summer. It's the day before the first day of summer and we're out here freezing. Wow. But talk about fun. There were a lot of people there learning. I guess it's a whole eight week long series that they're doing on Tuesdays at Summit Park, and it was really cool. There were so a lot of people there. Will he be back? Um, I'm not sure if they're doing another outing there or not, but I suppose we could go just if we wanted to just go and do it. Well, I know when he likes open something, for everybody. He's he, committed. <laughs> yeah, I think he liked it. You know, he likes dancing, so we were in. But that was fun. That's great. Uh, we were talking about the radio business a little bit ago and how it relates to having access to concert tickets and things like that and how people think that just because you work in radio, you have uh, all this uh, unfettered access to 
concerts and backstage and whatnot. And, and you know, we really don't as much as people think we do. We who work on the radio mm-hmm. uh, more often than not these days now, you know, we, we buy our tickets just like everybody else. And the few tickets that are allocated to the radio station are given away on the air. That's just yeah. how it w- works and how it should be. Sure. Um, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we would like to have that perk. Yeah. And, I mean, don't lie. <laughs> no question. But one of the other aspects of the the job that we do is uh, presenting the best possible hit music for our community. And, you know, some of it is record sales, Uh downloads, call-out research. How we determine which songs are the biggest hits is what you're talking about. We have music advisory boards that help us determine the music that, that we play the hit music. Sure. That we play on Q one oh two. Um and then and then sometimes it's just gut. You know a hit when you hear it. I mean, I used to sit in on music meetings. That was one of the things I did when I very first got into radio. And I would sit there and I you know, I was at a radio station whose target audience was females eighteen to thirty four and I was nineteen. And so they'd bring me into these meetings and they would want my opinion. Yep. Like when they would play okay, here are the seven, eight songs we're looking to add to the the playlist, the rotation this week. Which, right. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I think it's a stiff. Yeah, I don't think that's going anywhere. Eh, it's a filler record. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's we need another smash. title or two. Right. That, that, oh, my God. Well, yesterday we were talking about how this radio station in Portland, Oregon. Ugh, the AI. AI actually uses AI to basically mimic one of their live on air personalities so that that will free her up to do other things like post on social media, show up at events and still be on the air at the same time. Thanks to AI Mm -hmm. that has replicated her voice. And this is something they're actually doing. The real life DJ is still employed there. She hasn't, she hasn't taken any any kind of pay cut, but uh, there are periods, times of the day where the AI version of her is on the radio. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are kind of convinced that this is the direction that radio will ultimately go in someday. Which is scary and sad and so unfortunate. Yeah, because for the record, like, we are live here. Yeah. You know, when you listen to Q102, we're live, we're local, we're, we're in Cincinnati. Yep. Yeah. I'm not saying that portions of the program aren't occasionally pre-recorded but that's out of necessity but what you're listening to Mm -hmm. right now is live well the same goes to choosing the music that you hear on your favorite radio station Mm -hmm. may also make people do it people do it we We gather yeah we gather lots of information from lots of places and based on all those factors that i just listed yep streams downloads record sales yep I mean, we have a Gut. what is the we have an do we call it the advisory board Music that advisory people can be board. on? Yeah. And, so you, like, you can be go to our website and making c- click listener advisory yeah. board. You can click. We'll ask you a ton of questions about music. Uh huh. We'll it'll play little clips for you, and you can tell us what you think. And that's about like them. every week it comes mm-hmm. out. Well, we could all be out of work on that front too, because AI is about to start deciding for a lot of people. No. Researchers at Claremont Graduate University in California say their their newest AI can predict whether a song will be a hit with 97% accuracy. 
Previous attempts with AI had been around 50%. You know, so up until now, it was a coin flip. And just using stats of what we like and don't has only managed a 69% success rate. So 97% success is a big claim. People were asked what type of music they like. And then their brains were scanned while they listened to playlists so that AI could see what they responded to. So when researchers took that data and combined it, they say their their AI with that information could accurately predict how many streams a song would get on apps like Spotify. So in the future, you, the listener, could do the same thing yourself. You, you could teach an app what kind of music you like, and it could just feed you the stuff it knows you'll be into. See, but that takes the variety out of everything. I, I mean, agree with you. And because the artists are going to get a hold of this information and they're just going to start making that music because they want to make money. You know, they're gonna, right. They're going to. It's they, a formula for cash. It's a formula. Exactly. For, and, and it's just going to and people and you won't even be exposed to anything outside of what this testing shows that. So how do you even know that you might like something new and different? I'm with you 100 percent on that. And there's also talk about how it could end up how it could upend shows like American Idol because it would be better than judges at spotting talent. This is all part of a bigger idea. Humanity out of it all. Oh, for sure. It's part of a bigger idea called neuro forecasting, which they say could also be tweaked to predict which movies and TV shows will be a hit. Uh, you so, know, this is one of a thousand reasons why the Hollywood writers are on strike right now because, you know, the 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 owners of these platforms, these companies want to take the humans out of it and just have and, a robot and use that instead. Write up a script God. instead of paying people. I mean, and they get this information, and can you see how it can be used for in the wrong hands, nefarious purposes? Yeah, well, I see the convenience of it because. You know, on one hand, I kind of like having, you know, in a way, having, it, it is helpful. I find on social media sometimes the ads that target me are ads of things that I would be interested in. The ad I saw yesterday was in Spanish. So the YouTube algorithm for me is not working correctly. <laughs> oh. It's a little off. Oh, but like I know on why Facebook, that's happening. You do? Why was it something you input? It was like something you typed he, he in was or? well, something he was talking about. Oh, I think so. Maybe his phone was listening. I think his phone was listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But for me, like obviously, I talk about my cat, and occasionally I I do follow a couple of cats on social media, yeah. so I get a lot of cat product yeah. ads. Olivia, yeah. Taylor Swift's cat, right? The one that's missing. And Primus Cat, which is a Norwegian outdoor cat. Do you follow Chloe the Serval? I don't know. You should. She's a super Maybe cool cat. Maybe I do. I might. I follow mm-hmm. a few. So in that sense, I do like having those things sort of target me because it's things I'm interested in. I'd rather get that than something I'm not interested mm-hmm. in on one hand. Well, but then you also think, okay, if they're constantly feeding you things that you're interested in, that means you're going to spend more time on that app as opposed to outliving your life. 
What you know? life? <laughs> Out experience. You're presuming I mean, a lot they're, here, they're Jennifer suck, Jordan. They're, they're sucking you right into more of the things that are causing eh, all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, it's like any invention or innovation, you know. It, it's good and bad, I guess, depending on how it's used. But I'll tell you what. We use real people in our Taylor Swift dramatizations. We sure did. No AI there. No, No, this is all real deal. No. These are voiced by human beings, real characters, real people. Real thespians. Yep. We uh, went across the hall into our radio theater studio. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's radio theater. Yes. Def plays the voice. Jen plays the part of the cat wrangler named J.J. Paw. J.J. Paw. When are we going to meet your character, I Mitt Mimmerman? Mitt Mimmerman is a TV producer. And in my little cartoon photo on the website, I have some good flow. You do. I got some good hockey hair. They gave me some, they gave me some dual exhaust out the <laughs> That's back. That's so funny. That's great. That some good lettuce right there. So that is coming up. Chapter three <laughs> in our Taylor Swift mystery. The mystery of Taylor Swift's missing cat. Pay attention to the details because it's your chance to win four tickets to Taylor Swift's Paycor Stadium show on July 1st. And it's straight ahead on Cincinnati's Q102. Q. This is Q Clue. A crime has been committed. You have been selected to help solve the case of Taylor Swift's missing cat. The following is part of the investigation. Listen carefully. Answer the question at the end of this story, and you'll have the chance to break the case and win your way into her show. Yesterday, we heard the 911 call. Now let's listen in on the interrogation between Detective Roy McGruff and Taylor Swift's personal assistant, J-Flo, inside the kitchen of the mansion. All right, J-Flo, how do you know the cat was stolen at midnight and not before? All right, so the cat wrangler, J.J. Paul, checked on all three of the cats at 11.30 p.m. sharp. They were fine, and by midnight, Olivia was gone. And where were you when all this happened? All right, so here's what happened. The waiter accidentally dropped a bunch of champagne glasses in the library and I was helping him clean it up. And that's when J.J. Paul ran through the house screaming Olivia! Olivia! She was checking everywhere and she even went down in the basement. It must be hard being Taylor's assistant. I mean, taking care of every luxurious detail of Taylor's life. You organize and hide her love life. That can make a reasonable person jealous, don't you think? Now, look, sure, I wish I was having fun instead of working all the time, but this is my job. And, you know, I have had Taylor's back for many, many, many years. I wouldn't throw all that away just to steal her cat. I mean, for what? I don't know. Perhaps take a piece of Taylor for yourself? I mean, you help Taylor hide Easter eggs for her social media posts. Doesn't this whole thing seem like something a devious person like that could do? First of all, I don't appreciate your tone. And second of all, I didn't do anything except my job. You need to look at the other people, like maybe the personal trainer, KFIT. He was running away from the house when we called 911. And I even spotted him trying to go upstairs and told him to get his butt back downstairs. No one is allowed up there since that is where all the cats are. All right. Is this Melissa or Melissa? Melissa. Melissa. Hi, Melissa. So Melissa is caller 20. Uh, we just played chapter three of our Taylor Swift mystery, the mystery of Taylor Swift's mm. missing cat. So I assume you were paying really close attention. Yeah. I was. Good. 
That's helpful because, you know, you answered this question correctly. And you're going to come to the Taylor Swift Bejewel Party next Thursday where you're going to have a chance to win four tickets and a limo to the Saturday night show. So here you go, Melissa. The big question. You got 10 seconds to answer it. How often were the cats checked on? Oh, gosh. I'm going to have to guess. I don't know. Um, Time. Every five minutes. Every five minutes, no. No, that sucks. Not it. Not it. Highly recommend taking notes. Like all these details. I know. I know. It's hard. It's hard. We'll play again at 140, Melissa. That's right. Yeah. All right. Okay, thank you. All right, so we got to move on to the next caller. Yep, Q102, go. good morning. Who's this? Kara. Hi, Kara. Hi. So tell us, how often were the cats checked on? Once. How often once? Well, yes. no, that's not correct. That's not correct. No. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Okay. We'll play again at 140. Yep. Okay, thank you. Okay. Hi, who's this? Amanda Link. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. How it's... often were the cats checked on? The cats were checked on at 11.30. Now, that is a time. That is not a how often. Oh, okay. All they right. were checked on three <laughs> times? No. We got to move on. How? And, oh, and listen, yeah. it's not how many times. It's how often. How Those, often? That's different than yes. how many times. Okay. So how often? All right. Next. This Q- is a hard one. Q one oh two. Hi, what's your name? Star. Hi, Star. Star. It's up to you now. How often were the cats checked on? How often were the cats checked on? <laughs> oh, this is the first one we've had. People are stumped. Yeah. Um, the cats were checked on at eleven thirty. No. No. That's a time. No, no, How no. often were the cats checked on? <laughs> That's all right. I'll give you a hint. I'm Your counting. very first word needs to be every. <laughs> when you ask a question, how often? Hmm. Okay. Q102, what's your name? Hello. Hello, hello. All right, on to the next one. Hi, Q102, who's this? Hello, hello. Hello. Hi, Q102. Who's this? Hi. Hi, this is Carol. Hi, Carol. Hi, Carol. Have you been listening? Yes, I have. All right. How often were the cats checked on, Carol? Every half hour. There you go. There you go. Look at you. Nice. Every 30 minutes. You got it, girl. Every 30 minutes. That was a hard one. I have to go back and listen to the clue and see if that was kind of like... Kind of you know, oh. glossed over really quickly or kind of buried in the middle yeah. of another story or why. But why that they're was such only going to get harder as we go through this, as we move on. Probably so. because you're well, getting more and I'm more details. Yeah, you got it. You're <laughs> yeah. on it. You're on it. So you're in. You're going to come to the Bejeweled Party next Thursday at Richter and Phillips. You're going to have your chance to win the four tickets and the limo ride to Taylor's Saturday show. Okay? That would be awesome. All right. So you hang on. we got to get some info from you. All right. right. You're welcome. Don't hang up. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Drew needs a second date update, guys, and this is what we do. Hey, Drew, how are you, man? Doing well. Thanks for thanks for having me. <laughs> Happy to have you. So let's start from the beginning. How'd you meet Maddie? And take us through the first date. We'll go from there. Sure. Pretty classic. We met on Bumble. That's where they pick you, right? They reach out to you. Yeah. That's right. So she already started off giving me a shot. We went to a wine tasting at my friend's house. Oh, nice. Well, that's kind of fun. Different. Yeah. So there's a few people. It was a gathering of a handful of people. There's only four of the couples there, so it's small. You know, they're all they're all people I've known for a really long time and trusted that they would be cool in that situation. That's great. Yeah, and I thought it went great. I mean, I thought she liked them because everyone seems to. I like her, and everyone likes my friends, too. They're good people, fun to be around. I thought it went great. That's good. I know. It sounds too normal, but she was laughing and joking with everybody. She was talking to my one friend, Olivia, more than she did with me. <laughs> that's Maybe okay. she's dating Olivia now. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought that was great. I've dated women who didn't fit in with any of my friends, and that's awful. That sucks. It was when great that to see her yeah. fit in and talk to everyone and enjoy herself. Definitely a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Once you've had that one relationship that you can't really bring around your friends, and then that relationship ends, and all of your friends are like, oh, thank God you got rid of mm. her or him because they were just awful. <laughs> then you, <laughs> and, you st- and you start to see your ex through their eyes, and it becomes like, you know, it would be nice to have one that really fit in. Yeah, I've had that in the past, too, and so this was really nice. But she was still flirty with me the whole night, and... And it's like you said, my friends were saying, you're great, she's great, you make a great couple, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I ended up, I drove her home, I walked to the door, she hugged me, no kiss, but that's fine. She was smiling, she said she had a great time, and I said I'd call her again, and she said, great. Then last weekend, I called and texted her, but she hasn't gotten back to me. Hmm. So. Okay. I mean, if she, that's great that she fit in with your friends and that she could bond with Olivia without it being at the expense of checking in with you and still being present with you. Yeah. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I like it. So unless there's anything else, well, we get, we're going to take a break. When we come back, if you think of anything else between now and then, you'll mention it on part two. Because that's what we do on part two is we call Maddie and see what she thought of Drew and if there's any hope of those two ever getting together again. And if not, why not? As Second Date Update continues next, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. So Drew met Maddie on Bumble and their first date was a wine tasting get together at a friend's house. Talk about trial by fire 
well, I wouldn't call it a group date, but it was definitely a group setting where she had the opportunity to meet some of his friends. So you're not just getting to know him, but you're getting to know his friends. Was it at one of your friends' houses or was it like at an event? It was at my friend's house. Okay, wow. so it definitely like intimate. That's, you know, and that's kind of an, did you give her a heads up that that's what you guys were going to be doing prior to, or did she find out when you picked her up? No, no, we agreed. I said, trust me, they're cool. It's going to be a good time. It's okay, be so you ran a buyer and she was cool with it because, you know, that could yeah. have been like, whoa, hello. Well, that's pretty invasive. Like, I'm hanging out with you and all of your friends, and sometimes, like, people act really, really, really relaxed around their friends. Like, maybe... Maybe he did a little something over the top she didn't like or something. I don't know. Even if he did something, quote, unquote, wrong, mm. best she finds out now. Oh, yeah. Turn, turns out Maddie fit right in. In fact, she sort of bonded with one of Drew's friends, Olivia. They talked for quite some time. and But she, you know, not, not at the expense of still being present with Drew. Yeah. Yes. So he, she didn't completely ignore him. Uh, but overall, they liked her. She liked them. Felt like a successful night. He took her home, hugged. No kiss. But he, he right. said, you know, can I call you again? She said, yeah, that's great. I had a great sure. time. So that's what he did. He followed up with a phone call, went to voicemail, texted, no response. So this is where we're going to make the call and see what's up with Maddie. Is there anything else, Drew, you think we need to know before we call her? I wish I had something more to go off of, but I'm pretty confused. <laughs> Okay. All right, let's give her a shout and see what she says. Hello? Hi, is this Maddie? Yeah, who's this? It's Jeff, Jen, Fritch, and Tim at Q102. How are you this morning? I... I'm good, a little shocked, like radio, mm. Jeff and Jen. Yeah, Jen's here. Fritz I'm here. here. Hi, good morning. We're here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Do you ever get a chance to listen to our show? Of course. Awesome. Drew is also a fan. Drew, who you did the wine tasting with recently, the guy you met on Bumble, and he was telling us about second your- second date update? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That is an affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. This is gonna be real awkward. Okay. <laughs> now he what can said, I do for you? <laughs> well, look, he thought it was he was left with the impression you had a good time and you seemed to like his friends. Everybody, by all accounts, your report card was positive. Solid. Everybody liked you. You seemed to like them. He said you even bonded with his friend Olivia a little bit. Yep. That all true. Okay, so your thoughts on Drew? Any chance you two will possibly get together again? Well, I'll tell you, I liked him. I really did. And his friends were great. But I don't think that uh, we're meant to be. It's not a great idea to bring somebody you don't know to a party with your friends where there's a ton of alcohol being served. And there's a lot of loose lips happening. Oh, God. So, what did you find out? What did they spill about <laughs> Drew? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird to share on the radio, and I, I just don't know how I feel about it. Well, we have Drew on the line. I mean, Drew, if you want us to stop right now, I don't know what she's got on you, but <laughs> she got something. How bad can it be? <laughs> 
please tell me what was said about me. I just was kind of taken aback and was wondering if you were going to tell me at some point that your last relationship was a thruple and that you were with two women for <laughs> a long time. And I don't, it just, it's interesting to find out really? that about someone. Hold on. <laughs> Drew was in a thruple? A thruple with two women, with Drew. Who? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. The guy on the phone with us? I, yeah. Let me guess. Olivia told you that? Yep, she did. She said a couple yeah. things, actually. Yeah, she doesn't know how to be quiet about anything. Yeah, uh, so it was kind of dangerous to take her there then. Look, it was a very brief period of time. This isn't something I'm into. It was an unconventional relationship. It didn't work out. It wasn't for me. I, 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 no I, offense, I Drew. I don't mean this it. disrespectfully. I just didn't take you for a guy that would be in, involved in a, that type of relationship. Yeah, I how did you How did you end up they with... a baby. I'm sorry? I think they just wanted me around because they wanted a baby. I think I was their cheapest option. Oh, the throuple wanted you around for that? Yeah, it lasted less than a year. I'm never doing that again. Still uh, you're right. I, I appreciate you. Were you That's living with these? Were you living with these women? I was. Yes. Oh wow, this is a lot to unpack, huh? Mm. That's interesting. So you think that there wasn't like true affection there? You think that they they were so they were a couple before, and then they found you? Is that how that happened? That's about how it went. Okay, and I didn't. And, and, yeah. And then you ended up living with them. And what made you decide to leave? Did you have any say in the matter at all? (laughs) It was very good for me to leave. I, for a long time, I had been wanting to get out of that. It wasn't working out. I think the whole party agreed. It wasn't, it wasn't worth whatever they wanted out of it. The mutual decision. Okay. Interesting. Well, that's a story to tell the grandkids. I know. Drew mm-hmm. was in a throuple. Who knows? How about that? But it's not a story you tell on the first date, which no. is why I wouldn't tell you that. I mean, like, what else did Olivia tell you? <laughs> you won't tell it on a first date, but you'll tell it on the radio. It's kind of funny to me. <laughs> I have to now. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of in it at this point. <laughs> so just getting to know them, one of the first questions I was asked is if I also date women which I didn't really understand why they were asking me that. And then they made a comment on how nice it was to see you with just one woman at a time. (laughs) And, you know, you make a lot of stories up in your head, and it's good to know what the real story is, but it was not the first date I was expecting. Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. I don't know. Is it... We always have this fair? discussion, though. Like, when do you tell somebody your 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 stuff? Like, when is it appropriate? And you know? is it fair to judge someone on their last relationship? Oh, God, no, it's not. I pray to God, no. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we all end up... The, whatever we do makes sense at the time. For whatever reason, for however... We look back on it now and say that was messed up. In the moment, it made perfect sense because otherwise we wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if it's fair because I imagine you learned quite a lot in that relationship. 
Because the I big, did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the big, crazy, wacky ones are the ones where we learn and grow the most. <laughs> so I guess I would ask you, Drew, then, how do you feel about having a monogamous relationship moving forward, or would you prefer to be in a another throuple? He said he wasn't going to do it again. So, I mean, maybe should we it wasn't believe for that? Him. Well, these two weren't for you, but what about another couple that comes down the pike? Or would you be happy with just Maddie? Would one be enough? Can I be honest? There's a fantasy to all this, right? When two other women ask you to live with them, there is a part of you that's like, let me try it. Let me see what <laughs> this is about. Right. Not, not very. Not all men get that opportunity. You no. are correct. But that said, it's not what I want. Yeah. And it's the past. Well, and you had to go through it to learn that. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get your point. Yeah. Does this mean there's absolutely positively no chance of a second date or at least a, a coffee well, one, meetup? I got or something? one more question first. Okay. That I that <laughs> just came to mind. Okay. You said that you thought these women were just using you for a baby. Neither one of them are pregnant right now with your child, correct? Or you don't have a child floating around out there with these two women? Good question. That you know of. No, no. No. Okay. Yeah, thank goodness. Okay. That's good to yeah. know. I would hate for that yeah. bomb to drop at some point. That is okay. a good question. Okay, solid. Well, there it is, Maddie. You have all the facts. Yeah. What do you think? I'm just not that kind of person. I'm pretty, like, pretty reserved and quiet. And while I appreciate the honesty, even if it's after the fact, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I think I just would always be wondering if that. If that's what he really wanted. Am so I I'm, enough? I'm sorry, Drew. Yeah. That's your insecurity. That's your oh. own. <laughs> like, if you're being prude, that's that's okay. I'm not going to rush you into anything. I just I like you as a person. But uh, obviously, I can't force you. Oh, boy. I know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't like out. people who call me prude. Thanks, though. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah, we appreciate you taking the call, Maddie. For sure. Good luck out there. Still with us, Maddie? Hello? Maddie? I think she didn't like being called a prude. Okay. Yeah, she's gone. All right. Well, Drew, appreciate you putting yourself out there. Good luck to you. Doesn't sound like you'll need it. Thank you. I think there's a part of Jeff here that wants to high-five you through the phone, but I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> Just, it know. was really bad, I promise. You did. It was not an experience I would recommend. Okay. All right, good I'll to take know. Take your word for it. <laughs> well, it's good talking to you, man. Take it easy. Take care. All right. If you need a little help with Second Date Update, just send us an email, Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Coming up, your shot at $1,000. We're going to play another round of the 1K Letter of the Day next. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.